Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, my seller friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of the School of Sellers podcast. Now, this is kind of like an unofficial part two of the episode that aired last week. So today we are sitting down and I am going to be doing a deep dive into one of my standard operating procedures or SOPs. And I did to like prepare, I did an episode last week that went into kind of like a crash course for SOPs, what they are, why you need them in your business, and how to go about setting them up. But I am definitely someone who learns best by seeing examples, or in this case, hearing about examples. So I thought it would be helpful to talk about a specific standard operating procedure in my own TPT business. But to give you a quick reminder, SOPs are basically like having superpowers If you are a business owner, setting up your SOPs forces you to really think through every step you're making in your business, and it encourages you to see if there's a better way. So obviously, SOPs, first and foremost, make you more efficient and productive in your business. If you are a solopreneur, setting up SOPs will make your business delegation ready. So when you are ready to hire, you already have systems that run with or without you in place, and they are super easy to hand off. And if you already have a team or a VA, having SOPs in your business will reduce the amount of questions and mistakes that are happening with your team, if there are any. And it also ensures that everyone is following a cohesive process throughout. If you're feeling like you need a refresher, definitely hit pause and go back to last week's episode. But one of the things I wanted to point out this week is that there are so many SOPs that you can set up in your business. Some examples are SOPs for answering your Q&As, paying your VAs, writing a blog post, sending an email, onboarding a new VA, the list really goes on. And a lot of times there are SOPs within SOPs. And I think that kind of like a blog post writing system is a great example of this because we all know that writing a blog post is not just writing a blog post. We have to do our keyword research. We have to maybe make an outline. We have to do the rough draft. We have to proofread. We have to create the images. A lot goes into writing a blog post. So that would definitely be an example of having a standard operating procedure set up. But within each of those steps, there are more SOPs to cover. And I think that the blog system is kind of like the OG system, in my opinion. And this is actually how the finishing framework came to be is because I was having such a hard time managing the blog process that I had to break it down step-by-step. And along the way, it became a lot more helpful for me to understand and also a lot easier for me to tackle. One of the questions I get asked all the time by students in the finishing framework is, Erin, I love this, but do you have something that is like this, but for product creation? So I decided that this would be the perfect SOP to talk about today. And even though product creation at first glance, you're like, oh, this sounds kind of basic. I've been making products for 10 years. But I want to recall one thing that I pointed out in last week's episode, and that is how you decide what SOPs you need in your business and which ones to start. And I think 
that in my experience, the best indicator of needing a standard operating procedure is what is causing you pain. What is a task in your business that just brings you strife on the daily? And every time it pops up on your to-do list, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading this. Now, I want to say before we dive in that I actually love creating products, but my ideas and my list of products to create were growing faster than I was able to create them. So it became very apparent to me that I needed to hire people to create products and help with that part of my business. And I actually started doing this several years ago, but when I first started, it was a hot mess. And here is what was causing me pain in this process. First of all, I was having to be in constant communication with my VAs about any and all projects, which means I love my VAs, but it means that as I was sitting at my desk doing things for school sellers or doing things that required more of like a visionary creative headspace, I had to get out of that headspace in order to answer and sometimes film tutorials, text spec explanations, and so on. And for a while, I accepted this as a normal part of my life until I realized that I was the one creating this problem. And here's why. I realized that I was only giving them a little bit of information at a time. I would prep the next step for them, send it off, they would complete it, and then they would let me know when they were ready to move on. And the other problem was as I was prepping their materials every time to move on to the next step, I kept finding holes in my own organization and in the back end of things for my business. So every time I sat down to film or write steps for the next step, which was usually about once a week, this actually ended up doubling the amount of time it was taking to get back to them. Because not only did I have to gather those initial steps, but I was also fixing and filling gaps as I went. And not only did this take way longer to prepare materials for them, but it also made it a way less desirable task. So I was way less likely to hurry up and get those things ready because I dreaded sitting down and getting those materials ready week in and week out. The second problem I was having was that in addition to all of the time it was taking and all of the holes I was finding is that once the products were made, I was still leaving it up to myself to do all of the tying up of loose ends when a project is done. And I was also leaving it up to myself to prepare the product to be listed. So even though I was having the actual product created, I was still leaving it up to myself to create the thumbnails, create the preview, make sure all the pieces were there. And then I was still the one listing the product. And for whatever reason, I just have like this aversion (laughs) to posting products for some reason. I just, I don't enjoy it. It is a major roadblock for me for some reason. It's not even that hard, but this resulted in a lot of unfinished, unpublished products, which is so dumb for obvious reasons. And so dumb for paying for work that was never seeing the light of day. So once I sat down and started to realize these things and really pinpoint the problems I was having and why they were happening, I knew I needed a system with all of the holes filled in. And it was definitely time to reorganize the way I was doing things because I was hiring on a larger scale. This wasn't just a one-time project. I knew it was something that I needed to continue in my business. So I knew I needed to get my you-know-what together. That meant I knew I needed to finally bite the bullet and make the packaging and the listing of the product part of the VA's job too. But first, I needed to re-document everything. So that's where this system and set of SOPs comes in. 
This is most definitely a standard operating procedure with many standard operating procedures inside of it. So I'll try my best to explain how this is structured. And I hope it is helpful because this has created a system for me that I can literally have an entire product line created from start to finish. And my role in it is minimal at best. It is kind of like magic. Are you a TPT seller who knows exactly what you need to do, but you're just not sure how to get started and get yourself into action mode? That's exactly why I started Ignite, which is a monthly TPT work club for TPT sellers just like you who need that extra boost of accountability in their life in order to finally have the business of your dreams. Or who knows, maybe you are working to make the business of your dreams even better. Either way, I would love to have you join our Ignite community so that you can experience the magic of a group of people who just get it. And not only do they get it, but they are there to support you and encourage you and cheer for you every step of the way. Join today at schoolofsellers.com ignite. So as a reminder, this is a system all about product creation. And I built this for VAs specifically, but I will also use this set of SOPs whenever I have to jump in to the product creation process. And this accomplishes not only the creation of the products, but also the posting of the new products. So you can imagine this is a pretty large standard operating procedure. I know when we think systems and SOPs, we automatically think all of the systems and tools involved. And I am finding the longer that goes on, the more simple this is, the better. So I have built this SOP using Google Drive and Trello. Those are the two big things. Now, in order to move through the SOPs, my VAs will obviously be utilizing what I've given them in Google Drive and Trello for guidance, but they'll also be using Canva, PowerPoint, and Google Slides to do the actual product creation. I know there are very mixed feelings on Trello. So if you are not a Trello stan, that's okay. There are a lot of comparable options out there, but I still am using and loving Trello because I love how I can attach photos and videos right to the cards where I'm already explaining things. I love being able to attach files. Sometimes I will even have my VAs attach the files themselves that they're working on. Trello offers so many integrations, so it plays well usually with all of the other programs we're already using in our business. I love that you can tag people in Trello. Their label system is super helpful and makes me feel way more organized. And I love being able to use checklists on the cards because that's a big part of my SOP for product creation is the different steps that go into every single phase of product creation. And because I know Trello isn't everyone's cup of tea, you can definitely take this structure and apply it to something like Google Docs, which I honestly recommend if you are just starting out with standard operating procedures. Okay, here is the deep dive. Now I'm going to do my best to explain this since you can't see what I'm looking at, but I want you to imagine that you are signing into your Trello account. And on my Trello account, I have a workspace set up for every single section of my business. So I have a workspace or set of boards for products. I have a separate workspace or collection of boards for marketing and so on. So this standard operating procedure is a board that lives in my product workspace on Trello. Inside my product workspace, I typically create a new board for every new project. 
A lot of times I will be copying and pasting old cards or old lists onto this new board, but I love keeping one board per project because that way it won't get too confusing. And for this example, I'm specifically going to share how this system has helped me with the creation of third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade games for one of my best-selling product lines. So I've had the K through two line for years now, and it's been a big goal of mine to expand into the upper elementary grades. And that is what we are currently using the product creation standard operating procedure for. Every single time I introduce a new project, I will have a Google Doc that I set up that kind of just like tells the details about the project, what it is, what I'm looking for, any links they might need, just kind of like a product overview. And it's usually just a one-page PDF. And I will also film a video to kind of do the same type of overview. So every time my VAs start with new project, they are sent a link to a video that is housed in Google Drive. Once they watch that, they will then be directed to this Trello board, and that's where their work will begin. When we open up this third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth grade knockout game Trello board, the very first list you see on the board is the entire process from start to finish. So really what I have set up now is one Trello list that has like a master process from the very beginning of a product all the way to the end that includes the marketing steps. And within that list, I have one card for each step. So we talked about this being an SOP with many SOPs inside of it. And that's very much what it is. So For example, I have one card for creating a preview, but if you click open that card, you will see a checklist that goes through all of the steps for creating that preview. Now, the cool thing about having that huge, huge, huge list at the very beginning of my board is that is the list template that my VAs will copy and paste every time they start a new piece of that product line. So I have my product line organized by skill. My fifth grade VA will create a set of fifth grade fraction games. When she starts that, she's going to copy that list, paste it into her area of the Trello board, and now she has a blank process from start to finish that she can use to document her progress as she is working through that specific game. Because this is a very long process, starting with the creation of the product, going all the way through the marketing of the product, I visually break it up by using Trello's color options. So I will create a card that says creating the product and that might be orange. And beneath that orange card, it will have all of the cards with the steps that pertain to the creation. So the first card on that list is going to be the initial setup and organization. They have a checklist that walks them through setting up slides and folders on Canva They have a checklist that goes through how to name the products, how to save to which folders. And the cool thing I love about Trello checklists is that they now have a power-up. So instead of clicking in to see the inside of each card to see these checklists, you can actually see the checklist without even opening the card. So as soon as you open that Trello board, that entire board where everyone's working on their projects, I can see at a glance the checklist where they're at, and it even tells you how many steps they've completed. So I can peek in at any time and see that Rachel is working on her preview files, and she has completed about three out of the five tasks for that step. 
So it's really easy, really great visually. And because this is a set of SOPs within a major system, here are how I break up the product creation steps. We have that initial setup and organization that is card number one. We have card number two, which talks to them about clip art, where to look for clip art. I give them links to my Canva folders. I give them guidance about what to do if you can't find clip art that matches, where to save any new clip art you might be purchasing. And then after card one and card two, I have a checkpoint card. And this is important because this is where they can tag me on the card or they can text me. It's up to them. And it's my signal to take a quick look at what they've done before they get further into the process. The setup is really important because this is where they are creating the templates and what their games will look like going forward. So I think this is a really good checkpoint to have. Following that, my third card is the actual creation of the games. This is where they're going to create the games in Canva and then convert them to PowerPoint, Google Slides, and PDF. After this, there's another checkpoint because at this point they have created all of the games. So it's really important for me to check because card number four next in the process is making all of the answer keys. Card number five is creating the read first file, which is a catch-all file that I create for most of my products that will include rules, directions for setup, any fonts they might need, how to use it, if it's editable, and so on. And just a reminder that when I'm going down the list of cards, there's a list of steps within each card. So it's not as simple as just make answer keys. They have to open up the card and see what steps they need to take to create those answer keys. Card number six is to create the preview file, followed by card seven, which contains all of the steps for the terms of use file, followed by card eight, which is where they will sit down and make note of all of the standards it contains and also put it on the sheet that we will use for listing the product. This is where the creation process ends. So at this point on my board, I have a blue header card to visually break up the next part of the product process. And like I mentioned earlier, I was having a really hard time, even though the product was created, I knew I still needed to be able to explain how to do certain marketing pieces and how to do kind of like the end of product creation maintenance mode where it comes to making sure everything is saved correctly. So this is a new part of the standard operating procedure. First, I have a card that walks them through which photos and which videos to take of the new game and where to save them. And I've even given them the option to take some photos or videos in their classroom. And if they choose to do this, they get a bonus in their pay that month. So again, this new card just teaches them videos and photos to take. And then there's another card for the optional videos and photos that they can take. Next, I have a section dedicated to tying up those loose ends. So I have a card that walks them through Canva cleanup. Make sure everything is named properly. Make sure it is stored in this place. Make sure any clip art that you downloaded is sent to the right folders. And then the second card walks them through updating my content command center, which is where I house my master product inventory, blog inventory, and so on. In this case, they are only updating the product inventory with the name of the product, eventually the link for it, and all of the information that goes there. Here I have another colorful card that kind of breaks it up visually because now we're getting on to the listing portion of this standard operating procedure. One of these cards will walk them through the steps of listing the product. And then another card is going to be focused on things we can do to market this product. So I will give them 
details about how to write a blog post, how to set up a Facebook ad, how to create TikToks, how to create pins, how to write emails, how to create video previews for those products. Now, this set on my SOP is in progress. I have not made it to the point yet where I have VAs who are trained to do my marketing for me. So this is going to be my next step that I'm setting up for this process. But up until now, I love this because it takes care of the product planning, product creation, all of the organizational stuff that goes on. And most importantly, these products are getting listed, which if we're not listing our products, what is the point of creating them? Finally, on this board, underneath the marketing section that I'm currently working on and have plans to hire out for, I have a final section of cards that has templates. So I have a card that has my thumbnail template link. I have a card with my preview template, a card for my read first file template, a card for the answer key template, a card for the actual game template that they will use and start with, a card that has information about my terms of use template. And remember that these cards travel for any project they are working on. So every time they copy this master list, they are copying all of those templates, all of these steps, and it becomes a really familiar process for them. And it has saved me so much time. Honestly, having this system set up has changed the way that I hire and the way that I think about hiring. If you've heard me talk about hiring in the past, I swore up and down, I was never going to be the type of person that had a team or this large group of people working for me. And I still don't feel like I am at that point, but this has made it seem a lot more attainable and a lot easier having this system in place. The reason I love having this standard operating procedure set up in my business is because I have all of these steps documented from start to finish. It doesn't matter if I'm the one using them or I'm handing it off to someone else. It is the same set of steps every single time And so much of the guesswork has been taken out for me that it has been a game changer. As a business owner, it makes my business feel a lot more hands-off in terms of the things that I am hiring out for. I don't feel like I'm constantly being needed to answer questions and explain things. Like I mentioned, it's something I can check in on progress if I need to or want to. And I absolutely love having check-in points because even though I have very carefully laid out all of the steps and all of the plans, it's still important that there is a degree of accountability. I like my VAs to be independent and I respect their independence, but this is a really good checks and balances system by including those checkpoints, any SOPs really, if you're hiring them out. And the cool part about this system is that it's flexible. At one point down the road, I might hire someone to simply update a product and they won't have to go through the entire system, but I can point them in the direction where they need to start. If you are hearing this and you are thinking, yes, sign me up, I definitely want to set up my own SOP board like this one. First, think about what's causing you pain. Start with the thing that is your least favorite to do. Then write down your process from start to finish in as much detail as possible. This also includes noting any gaps or errors or anything your business needs along the way, because the next step in this process is to fill those gaps. You don't want to hand off a system that has gaps because it's going to confuse them. And in the long run, it's going to create more time and work for you. Once you fix those gaps, it's up to you to decide what format is going to be best and the one that most easily communicates your processes to a potential future VA. Even if it's just you working for your business right now, keeping track of all of your steps, even in a simple Google Doc, is a great way to start 
and definitely the easiest when it comes to documenting checklists. So don't feel like you need to get fancy right away. If you already use a project management tool like Monday, Asana, or obviously Trello, then you can definitely build this exact type of system inside those as well. And then of course, your next step is to set it up, but you're not done there because it's also really important to revise these pretty regularly. I will revisit this Trello board before starting a new project. This is based on any questions I get from my VAs during the current project, any feedback that they give me throughout the process, because we're still finding teeny tiny holes here and there, but it's getting a lot better. For example, when Canva changes something on their end, sometimes I will have to update and send a video about where to find folders because sometimes they move them to different places. And it's really important to remember that setting up standard operating procedures in your business is a long game. Even if you feel like you're a solopreneur now and will do that forever and ever, ultimately you will be handing off certain parts of your business in the future and removing yourself from daily operations or business tasks. And if you already have all of this set up, then that day will come sooner than you think. And even if you never hire a single person for your business, you are still giving future you an incredible gift because you are giving yourself a solid home base for where to start a project, a documented list of steps so that your brain can focus on the creative part of your project and not the technical side. That's where burnout happens is when we are constantly having to bounce around between different mental zones and zones that could easily be handled either by a person or by some sort of automation. So there you have it, friends, my standard operating procedure deep dive, the one that I use for product creation. I hope I did a good job explaining that. If you are more of a visual person, I will be offering an opportunity to see this type of SOP inside the Finishing Framework community. And if you like this episode, please share it with your seller friends and friends as always make sure that you are in the school of sellers Facebook group because we share even more information, fun seller hacks and TPT news there. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you here again next week. 